on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers just took a series from the New York Yankees. The Brewers also took a series from the Toronto Blue Jays. The Brewers also took a series from the Tampa Bay Rays. Swept them, in fact. The Brewers also took a series from the Baltimore Orioles. And they took a series against the Boston Red Sox. Wait a minute. That's everybody in the American League East. The Brewers get it done behind Brandon Woodruff. What a night. What a night. 4-1. to one. They beat the Yankees. Brandon Woodruff has the start of the year for any Brewer pitcher. They have claimed the series and go for the sweep tomorrow against Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Do you believe yet? Are you in? Are you out? That's why you play all 162, right? Brewers are hanging tough. And I know the Padres are winning right now. That's not everything. Atlanta is leading on Philadelphia. I'll explain once those games go final on what the standings look like because it's not the end of the world that the Brewers aren't gaining ground on San Diego. Everything is getting tighter and tighter here coming up down the stretch. I'm Dominic Catronio. Wow. We're going to be with you for about an hour tonight until 1030. Holy cow. I mean, the Brewers keep on winning. They've now won seven of their last ten. They've won ten of their last twelve at home, mind you. This is the team that they were supposed to be. Good pitching, timely hitting. Four runs, the magic number once again, and they win the game. What a night. If you want to participate, let us know. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to call in, if you want to text in, if you want to tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio, this is a game that the Brewers have to generate momentum out of because... Look, Garrett Cole's going tomorrow. If you lose the series, or if you lose tomorrow, but you still win the series. You're not going to feel bad about losing a game to Garrett Cole. What you need to do is maintain this momentum into the Mets series because now you're about to enter another gauntlet within the gauntlet with Cole going tomorrow, and now the Mets saying today that Max Scherzer is going to return from the injured list on Monday. So we talked about the other night that the Brewers, oh, they're going to escape. Both series against the Mets missing Scherzer and DeGrom. Not the case anymore. They will see Scherzer on Monday. So it's not going to get any easier. Can you take this momentum into the series against the Mets and prove that you're not going anywhere down the stretch? Willie Adamas sets the new record for homers by a shortstop, his 30th of the year. The Brewers are the first National League team this season to have multiple guys with 30 homers. Adamas and Telez. And mind you, Adamas missed three weeks. Renfro's knocking on the door as well with 26, and he missed about a month. Imagine what the Brewers could be with the entire season healthy from those guys. What a night. 4-1, to one, they are victors. Hopping over to the text line. Uh, real quick, I know Keston here has been playing a lot. This has been a popular topic. Let's just enjoy this right now, and I bet Keston's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Give Kutch the day off. He he had an 0 for tonight. Kutch 0 for 4, four uh, with two strikeouts. I bet Hira's in the lineup tomorrow. It is odd. Maybe Hira will prove his worth and continue to play uh, for the Brewers down the stretch here. But it, it is very, very odd. And maybe we'll hear about that from Craig Council 
a little bit later in the show. The Brewers are now 78 and 67. The Yankees fall to 87 and 58. But my thoughts on here is reduced playing time. I, I wouldn't call it a red flag. Maybe he's working on something. Uh, maybe the Brewers feel there are matchups for him that could really work out. So I, I wouldn't freak out about that too much. I bet he's coming in soon. Uh, another text, Thomas saying, I'm loving this late surge in play. I just hope it isn't a little too late. I agree. At least they're playing well down the stretch. All the Brewers can control is playing well down the stretch. If it comes up short, so be it. They played like they were supposed to. 17 games to go. If they can go 12-5 and five and get to 90 wins, you'll feel a lot better about yourself. If it's not enough for the playoffs, at least they got to 90 wins. Yes, you can always circle games like, oh, how did the Brewers lose that one? You can also circle games, oh, wow, Brewers really got away with one there. How'd they win that one? It works both ways, but that slump in June, the slump at the start of August, the poor play against the Cubs this year, that's what you're going to circle for the Brewers if they fail to make the playoffs, if it's just a little too little, too late. But it is great to see them actually performing well down the stretch. Doug asking, it's great to see these wins, but it's a little frustrating not being able to gain much ground. Exactly one month ago, they were a game and a half back, and they still are. That's amazing, but all they can do is keep winning. I think it's just as amazing that they're a game and a half back because they haven't totally played great baseball in the last month. Them and the Padres have been flirting right around 500 for the last month or so. So it's a kind of a picture of... Who wants it less for a little bit? But now, both of these teams are kicking it into high gear, coming up down the stretch to see who's going to get the uh, the final wild card spot. Coming into the day, the Brewers were a game and a half back, essentially two and a half back of the last wild card spot. But right now, as things look, if the results hold as they are, Braves leading the Phillies. In fact, that game just went final. Braves defeat the Phillies, and the Padres are hanging on to a 2-0 lead over the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the 8th inning. So if that result holds as well, the Brewers will be only within 2.5 games of Philly. Everything's getting squished right now. You have one bad week for one of the teams that the Brewers are chasing, whether it's the Phillies or San Diego. If they have one week where they go 2-5, and five, coupled with the Brewers going 6-1 and one or 5-2, and two, that's just one week. It can flip in the blink of an eye. Keeping yourself in striking distance is important. And now they've got mojo. They've got momentum. They've got all these games at home. The only road trip is Cincinnati, a ballpark that plays to their strengths. It is far from over, y'all. 17 games to go. 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to join in, we got a lot to talk about here. We're going to talk about Willie Adamas. We're going to talk about Brandon Woodruff. Vinny Rotino is going to join the show momentarily as well. We're going to hear from Craig Council, and we're going to have the highlights. What a night. Brewers have won the series against the Yankees. They go for the sweep tomorrow. More to come on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Tyone sets and throws home. Swing and a fly ball left field. Back at the track. He's done it again. Number 30 for Willie Adamas, and the Brewers have a 3-0 lead in the third. He did it again. Number 30. He is past Robin Yao for the most homers as a shortstop in Brewers franchise history. 
It's Willie Walkie. Ever since he arrived, he has been the king of this city. Wow. He just keeps on delivering when the Brewers need it most. I'm Dominic Catronio. Vinny Rotino joining us on this segment as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text on if you want to join us as well. Vinny, where do you want to start? Willie? Woodruff? Somewhere else? I mean, there's so many ways we can go with this. It really doesn't matter at this point. I mean, both of them have just been so good at, at basically, like, understanding, okay, this is this is my team. I really think that Brandon Woodruff, I mean, you could split hairs at this point as who, who's better between Corbin, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff as far as the leader of that pitching staff in the, the starting pitching rotation. But, but I think Brandon Woodruff, has totally taken the reins lately. Obviously, Burns has struggled last few starts. He had one good, really good one in there, but um, he's taken the reins and said, I, I, this team needs a win, and I'm going to give my best to this team right here and totally dominate. And he totally dominated the Yankees. You could say the same thing about Willie Adamas lately, how he struggled at times during the year, but he's just needed to step up. The team needs him most right now, and he's been doing that. Both our leaders, one on the offensive side, one on the on the pitching rotation side, and um, they've both been just absolute uh, – it's been fun to watch those guys. Just, I mean, those two specifically. A lot of guys, but those two specifically have been really fun to watch lately. And, and for Woodruff to deliver this, there was a lot of talk about his last couple starts being pulled too soon – and we saw Corbin Burns go deep in the game with a high pitch count on Wednesday against St. Louis. And then we kind of looked at each other and said, well, that means Woodruff's going to be completely unhinged on Saturday. And he finally got the chance. He pitches eight innings for the fourth time in his career, the first time since 2020. Yes, he got benefited by the Yankees swinging early. But this is a game that Woodruff literally put the team on his back, said, I got this. I don't care that I'm seeing Judge for a fourth time. He didn't allow a hit for the last three innings of this game. God, I just, I know, I just love watching him compete. I mean, he, it's, it's like watch. Honestly, I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan, so, so everyone just settle down. But I'm saying that's the kind of mindset Michael Jordan had, right? He's going to take over the game. That's what Brandon Woodruff did tonight. He took over the game. Yes, the Yankees were swinging early, but why? Because he was throwing so many strikes. And he was dominant with those strikes. So they had to start jumping on the first thing that they saw in the zone. They didn't want to get into deep counts. And so that allowed Brandon Woodruff to go into the eighth inning. He was obviously benefited by some, you know, a couple of nice double plays that were turned. Um, but he pitched around an error by Willie Adamas. But that's really, really all he gave up. Willie Adamas then redeemed himself, obviously, that next play. That could have really um, busted the game open or, or got the Yankees really some momentum on the offensive side of things. But Willie Adamas made that great play. But... Brandon Woodruff, like you said, Don, put the team on his back, said this is what I have to do in order to shut this team down to get a win for the Brewers in the win column, and he did that. It was really impressive. And then to have Devin Williams ready to rip back-to-back days, gets the strikeout of the last two batters. Uh, I mean, Devin's really starting to find his own there in the ninth inning. He was great last night as well. And the beauty of this, too, it gives the rest of the bullpen a day to catch their breath I wonder if Devin will be active for a third straight day tomorrow and then give him a breather against the Mets on Monday. But, I mean, it certainly could be on the table given a sweep over the Yankees would be massive, especially with trying to steal one against Garrett Cole. How do you see the bullpen shaking out for tomorrow for Craig Council? Yeah, Devin Williams threw 12 pitches. So I think I think he's fine for tomorrow. They were low-stress pitches, too. He had a three-run lead. 
he threw three fastballs and then seven changeups and a couple of cutters actually tonight. So I, 12 pitches, you know, I, I think he's totally available for tomorrow. I think you, I think you pretty much, you, you, you pitch your guys in the bullpen as needed until, until you, you know, you're not going to throw Devin Williams four days in a row, right? So if he throws tomorrow, then you definitely got to get him an off day the next day against the Mets. But then he can go two in a row again, in my opinion. It, it depends on how many pitches and how many stressful, stressful pitches. But the last couple of nights, I don't think Devin Williams has thrown a lot of stressful pitches. And I think, um, you know, certainly tonight it was kind of a walk in the park for him. I mean, it was a comeback or first pitch and then a couple of, um, couple of easy at-bats after that. So I think he's definitely available. The Brewers have a rested bullpen. They're going up against a tall order in Garrett Cole. Jason Alexander on the mound. He had that rough first inning against the Reds, then kind of settled things down and got back on track. What do you see from Jason Alexander that will prove that he could be successful tomorrow and what, maybe what you saw from the Yankees today that can give him a chance? What, what, do, you, what do you think Jason needs to do tomorrow? <laughs> Yeah, so Jason Alexander needs to pound the sinker, and he just needs to trust it. I think he's been good when he's been able to trust the sinker and not have it try to move. He needs to pitch. He needs to hit spots. He needs to throw the changeup to both right-handed and left-handed hitters as well. I think, yeah, mix in the slider every once in a while, but he's got to be predominantly fastball changeup. I love his changeup. It's increased in drop, actually. He went down to the minor leagues. He worked with Jeremy Accardo, the uh, the AAA pitching coach down in Nashville, and they added some drop to to his uh, changeup. They actually got him more on side of the baseball. So now it's rotating a little bit more, um, you know, uh, side to side instead of up and down, and that's going to create a little bit more drop in the changeup. So I think he's got to live with that sinker changeup, but, but at the end of the day, he's definitely got to be on the edges with it in order to get through this lineup. I think think he will um and yeah there's a good chance the brewers can steal one tomorrow garrett cole's a guy that he's gonna strike out some brewers Let, let's not try and think you know garrett cole's not gonna have double dig- digit strikeouts or a chance at it tomorrow he, he's that good i mean it's 99 with a nasty slider but he gives up home runs he's like third in the league and home runs given up so you know, I think the Brewers, I, I, I'll i never say this again, but I do think the Brewers need to swing for the fences tomorrow and wait for a mistake from Garrett Cole and try and knock a couple out of there. And then hopefully Jason Alexander can hold the, the uh, Yankee bats at bay. Double-digit strikeouts in three of his last four starts, but he's also allowed six homers in those last yeah. four starts. So we haven't talked about Willie yet. We're going to talk about Willie in the next segment and the offense as a whole as well. We saw Garrett Mitchell turn on the Jets as well. Don't go anywhere. Here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Yelich lines one to the right field corner. That's going to get in there. At least a double. The third. They're going to try to score. Mitchell to throw. He's in there. The third goes Yelich. for Jason Lane by any means. He was waving him all the way. And the throw home allowed Yelich to streak to third. What a call. What a, what a send by Jason Lane. With Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres, their arms. Mitchell gets in there ahead of it. And that was a key run to make it 4-1 to one at the time. Or 4 nothing at the time. Or, yeah, 4-1, to one, sorry. And uh, the Brewers end up winning by that final score tonight. I'm Dominic Catronio with Vinny Rettino. Before we get to that play, we do got to talk a little Willie. I mean, 30 homers. Brewers are the first team in the National League to have multiple players 
with 30 home runs. And mind you, Willie missed time. Renfro's missed time. Uh, Rowdy's been in and out of slumps this season. The Brewers having this much power is what's carrying them. We talk about them being reliant on the home run ball, but when it's on, man, it is really, really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and let me just read you some numbers here real quick for Willie Adamas. Ever since he hit that home run against Rowan Wick back on August 20th against the Chicago Cubs, he made a slight adjustment with how early he gets that front foot up. And he's been absolutely raking. If you notice, Willie Adamas kind of hangs with that front foot in the air just a little bit longer than usual. In the past, he would kind of rush it up and down. Just take notice of that next time you watch the game. He gets that front foot up really early. And ever since then, he's hitting 303 with a 364 on base and a 587 slug. That's a 951 OPS, right? So he's really been productive in the last 121 at-bats. I mean, there's seven home runs in there as well. So, I mean... I'm not saying that he's that's his you know production level, but it, it might be. I mean, it, it was a small adjustment. I'm just saying. There, I'm just what, the point I'm trying to make is Willie Adamas. There's more in there. We saw what he can do last year. I mean, he he got 17. Was it he finished 17th in first in MVP voting? I think next year we are going to see this version of Willie Adamas. He is. He is. He's made that small adjustment. And has really paid off dividends. Um, he is very, very talented. We see it on defense, and now we're seeing it at the bat as well. And then, real quick, Dom, about you know him breaking the Robin Yao, you know, all-time record for the Brewers for the sh- most home runs by a shortstop. Robin Yao is a hero of mine, right? I mean, I had posters of Robin Yao in my room growing up. Um, he was my favorite player. He played so you know as hard as anybody. Willie Adamas is cut from that same cloth as far as like his ability to to show up every day, put the team on his back, play hard, want to win. It's really fun to watch. Um, uh, you know, it, it's just fun to watch. It's been a joy when the player that is the fan favorite, that is the clubhouse heartbeat, that plays with joy, plays hard, does all the little things, takes care of the fans, like is yeah. also your most important player. And like you said, there is room in the tank. He's got a sub-300 on base. He's been striking out a little more than usual. He's really turning it on in September. And a, a phrase that I use is that the best – the best, the cream rises to the top, right? Yeah. The, the best players rise when they need, and Willie Adamas is rising when the Brewers need it. Remember, he was hurt at the end of last season dealing with his quad. He's right. healthy and able to produce, and we're seeing what he's able to do when the team is relying on him. He's done this before in 2020 with the Rays running them to the World Series. He is trying to will this team to the postseason. He is, and, and here, here's the thing that I've always said, and I remember watching Prince Fielder play for the Milwaukee Brewers when he hit 50-plus home runs, and he was just the, the heart and soul of that ball club and the reason why they won. When, you, when you're superstar, and I'll consider Willie Adams you know, right on the edge of being that. I mean, he certainly was last year. I think, I think we will see that from him going forward. Uh, again, if he, if he is consistent with that timing, with that leg kick, and he continues with the defense, which there's no sign to, to say that he's not going to. If your superstar or your best player is a grinder, is a guy that wants to win, is a guy that shows up every day, does not ever want to take a day off. Prince was the same exact way. Everybody else follows suit. Everybody else sees that example, and it is inspiring for the rest of the team. And, and usually when that happens, you, you have a group 
uh, you know, that really, that really wins ball games, And that's all there is to it. And that's what Willie Adamas brings to this team. And a quick note on the text line here, 855-616-1620. Kim and Franklin ask, what's Yount's home run record as an outfielder? Very happy for Willie. Uh, Yount actually doesn't have the record for outfielders. That belongs to Gorman Thomas in 1979. He had 45 home runs in 1979. Yelich had 44 in 2019, in case you were wondering. Let's talk about Yelich, though, real quick. The triple or the double advance to third. I was saying to myself, no, 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 when they were sending Mitchell around third knowing Judge and Torres' arm. We got to see that dude turn on the wheels. Yelich had a couple of hits tonight, including that clutch double. When he's performing, this team looks unbeatable. And then you have production at the bottom of the order with Mitchell again. I mean, this this lineup looks suddenly looks pretty long all of a sudden. It does, yeah. No, I mean, again, we've talked about this all the time. Like Christian Yelich, when he's hitting, um, he doesn't even really have to be hitting home runs. Like when he's hitting, he just puts a little bit of fear in the in the opposing pitcher. They make mistakes for other guys. They just they don't want to face Christian Yelich. Um, when he is swinging the bat well. He's swinging the bat well great lately, and there was a little bit of a timing thing with him. Ozzie Timmons and Connor Dawson have done a great job with this group of trying to make adjustments with this group. Um, they're starting to reach Christian Yelich. I, I do see that he's playing with more confidence. He's got that timing. Uh, but, yeah, when the, when he's hitting, I mean, this team, like you said, Dom, they're hitting on all cylinders offensively, and, and really they can't, be, they can't be stopped, you know, between, you know, Yelich you know, Adamas, you know, even Renfro and Telez, when they're all hitting um, and swinging the bat well, it's a really tough lineup. All right, real quick, yes or no answer. Do you believe? <laughs> I, I I do. I still do. I, I believe just because, you know, I don't know. I'm a diehard Brewer fan. <laughs> you know, I know I'm on the broadcast team now, but I, I really am just a homer Tom at, at heart, and I absolutely love this group, and I, I do believe that they're going to make it. All you? right, a lot of baseball to play. 17 games to go. <laughs> it's going to be over in the blink of an eye. Vinny, thanks for joining us on Brewers Extra Innings. Get yourself some rest, and big one coming tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right, Vinny Rotino joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. More to come on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here he comes again. Changeup strikes out Cabrera, and the Brewers have taken the first two in this series against the Yankees. Hall of Famer on the call. 13th save of the year for Devin Williams. The Brewers claim the series over the Yankees. Man, if I told you that sentence at the start of August, you'd be like, no way, Dom. They've taken a series from every single team in the AL East. That's the sign of a good team. All right, we got some news, though. Game's gone final in Arizona. Josh Hader gets the save for the Padres. They win 2 to nothing. So here is your up to the second look at the standings. The Brewers are 78-67. and 67, Still a game and a half back of San Diego, but essentially two and a half back because they do not have the tiebreaker. San Diego is currently 80 and 66. Game and a half up. Philadelphia already lost tonight. They are 80 and 65. So the Brewers show Philadelphia by two, essentially three games. This is all getting squished down the stretch. 
like we said earlier, one bad week coupled with one good week for the Brewers, and all of a sudden you're either tied or on the right side of the ledger, and it always plays. It's good to be the chaser, right, because none of the pressure's on you. The pressure's on the team trying to hang on, right? And look, it seems like Josh Hader is fixed. He's playing uh, a lot better with San Diego, and it's a conflicting feeling, right, for a lot of Brewers fans when he was struggling. Like, well, he did so much for the Brewers, but now he's not a Brewer anymore, so I don't have to root for him. But he is uh, back on track, so you have to expect that from him. Brewers have seen that him riding the ship throughout his entire career. I would not expect uh, another blow-up from Josh Hader. What a story that would be, right? The Brewers trying to knock out the Padres, the team that made the crazy trades at the deadline and went all in this year, and if it doesn't work out, holy cow. Still is possible. So the Brewers, game and a half, essentially two and a half back of a playoff spot as things stand. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Don chiming in here. Looks like Willie saves the the day again. But how long can he do it? Got to get a little help from somebody else or this will catch up to them. Starting to think Woodruff should be the first game starter if they make the playoffs. How much better can he get? Uh, So first on the Willie part, it seems like from week to week, one player has been carrying the Brewers at a time, right? For a while, it's been Renfro. Uh, for a little bit in June, it was Yelich. It's been Adamas lately. We've seen Telez carry this team like he did last week against the Reds. Uh, we've seen even Colton Wong get hot at times. It's very much a, a, a by-committee thing for the Brewers as far as who carries the team. But yes, I agree, Don. They would like to see a little more consistency elsewhere. And look, four runs against a very good pitcher, Jamison Tyone, uh, in a very good Yankee bullpen, I, I that's enough. And the Brewers, we've talked about it a lot all season long. That magic number of four runs scored continues to be, you know, just kind of the benchmark for the Brewers. There's something like 35 games above 500 whenever they win games or whenever they score at least four or more runs. The actual number here, as I'm pulling it up now, they are 65 and 23 now. So that's 42 games above 500 when they just score four runs. They don't need a ton. That's what they do well. They can pitch you. They can pitch you to death. They can strike you out. They can play great defense, and that what we, that's what we have seen in this past week. The Brewers only needed five, uh, four hits to win this one. They only they also drew four walks in this game. Only struck out eight times. Love that. They're in this man. They're not going anywhere. What a win for the crew. They win 4-1. to one. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, here coming up next here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Vamos Cerveceros. As the Brewers win on Cerveceros night, honoring Latin players. They win 4-1. to one. They play in the series over the Yankees. Brandon Woodruff, man. The bulldog that he is, Big Woo, got it done. Eight strong innings, 10 strikeouts for the 16th time in his career with double-digit Ks. Only one walk and one run on a solo homer. Over 100 pitches as well. And his manager, Craig Council, was very, very proud of the way he attacked. Well, I, I thought they got, you know, they got aggressive. Um, and that's that's just a sign of quality stuff. I think you see that when a, when a pitcher has very high quality stuff and 
hitters um, are going to attack, you know, the first first thing they see uh, rather than try to wait them out. And it's a function of throwing a lot of strikes, quality strikes. Um, and, and he was doing that all night. Could you kind of tell from the jump that tonight was going to be one of those overpowering nights for him? Um, I mean, he, you know, I mean, he pitched good the whole game. So it was, I, I just, I thought he was just good the whole game and, um, just kept executing pitches and kept putting them in good spots and had a good feel for everything. It's the context too. I mean, you come off a night last night where you get three innings and then have to cover a lot of bullpen. Yeah. And I know you didn't burn everybody out, but yeah. Well, look, the, the, the pitching situation we're in, um, it, of course, you know, it, it, it helps a lot. Um, you know, we we got through a game. We won another game with without using a bunch of guys. We're, we're going to have to to use a bunch of guys here. We don't have days off, um, so it, it it's important and it's just it's an added bonus to a great performance. How big was the defense behind? I mean, Willie made a couple plays there, turning those double plays, um, some hard hit, hard hit balls. Yeah, I mean, the double play in the eighth is obviously a really big play. Um, just to, to to wipe that inning out, and in the middle of the order still still behind that. Um, so starting fresh there, but um, yeah, Willie made a great play, um, keeping that inning kind of intact. And after the home run and and uh, and the air, we he, he that that great play kind of shuts helps shut down that inning. Otherwise, we're you know first and third or. Or maybe maybe four three two right away with a man on first. Really, we asked you about him earlier, but just the way he's kind of closing the season here, it looks like he's just been really leading the the way. Yeah, I mean he's he's having exceptional at bats right now. I mean the, the first at bat was I thought was a pretty big sign that um, you know we just try to get try to get him in that bat with some men on base and then for him to deliver like that when we got him that that big at bat with men on base is pretty incredible but he's he's done it two nights in a row now and he said he's had a game-changing hit two nights in a row he obviously sets that record tonight how much has willie adonis you know meant to the organization since since he got here last year yeah i mean i mean we've talked about the, his impact last year um and and i think he's just you know, you hit 30 homers at that position. Um, it's it, it's really impressive. There's there's great shortstops in the game, and um, you know I think he's putting himself in that conversation with um, you know the season that he's having and the defense he's playing. Um, and it's you know we're lucky he's here. Is that a fun moment to see Yelich and Mitchell both? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I thought we haven't really got to see that. You know Mitchell used his speed to 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 our advantage, and and that I thought was a great example of that. I, I don't know how many guys score from that on that ball um, from first base. Um, uh, great send by Jason, and um, you know that's that's where speed gets you a run. Absolutely. Could you talk a little bit about your Latino ball players overall, especially on a night like tonight, which was meant to honor your culture? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I mean, I took note of the other day that with Tampa um, was able to start nine nine Latino players. I think it's that it was great that it happened on Roberto Clemente Day, um, because of, of the contributions. And I thought it was just great. It was very symbolic. Um, whether it was done on purpose, I, I'm not sure. But um, you know, and on, on our ball club, it's it's a huge part of it. Um, and I, I just. 
that they make us better, you know, they make us a better, better people. We have more fun. Um, they've contributed a lot, both on and off the field. Great answer from Craig Council about Latino baseball representation and what they mean to the city and to teams and to uh, other parts of the community that maybe don't get the same coverage as uh, other parts do in Major League Baseball. What a day for Willie Adamas. What a day for the Brewers. What a day for everybody involved. I mean, man, Woodruff shoves. Adamas sets a record. Mitchell started flying. Yelich had a couple of hits. A good quality team win. right? Not every game has to be 10 nothing to say, oh, what a game. 4-1 to one is just as quality of a win. Let's relive it next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Brewers win 4-1, to one, and wow, a lot went down from first pitch to the end. Brandon Woodruff getting the start as the crew went for the series win. And he started out white hot in this contest. He had six strikeouts in the first nine outs of the game. Absolutely on fire, guns blazing, coming out of the gates. Jamison Tyone had the start, former Pittsburgh Pirate. A lot of these Brewers have seen him before. He started off strong, no score through two innings. And then after Woodruff left Aaron Judge's double stranded in the third, the Brewers responded in the bottom half of the third, leading off with a walk. A nine-pitch battle for Victor Caratini kind of gassed the starter Tyone for a moment. Mitchell struck out. Yelich managed a single into right field, but runners on first and second. Still one out. Willie Adamas, the man of the hour the last few days, continued to stay hot. Tyone sets and throws home. Swing and a fly ball left field. Back at the track. Gone! He's done it again! Number 30 for Willie Adamas, and the Brewers have a 3-0 lead in the third. It's a record breaker, as called by Jeff Levering there. 30 homers, the most ever by a Brewers shortstop in franchise history. Congratulations to Willie Adamas. Now, the Brewers up 3-0. In the fourth inning, though, the Yankees would respond with a home run by Josh Donaldson. Then an error by Adamas, though, made things sweat a little bit, but he recovered with a great diving stop. Another ground out and a great play in right field by Hunter Renfro to allow no further damage by the Yankees. Now we fast forward to the fifth inning. Tyone still on. Garrett Mitchell manages a single up the middle with one out. And Christian Yelich coming to the plate. He worked the count in his favor. And we got to see Garrett Mitchell run. Yelich lines one to the right field corner. That's going to get in there. At least a double to third. They're going to try to score. Mitchell to throw. for Jason Lane by any means. He was waving him all the way. And the throw home allowed Yelich to streak to third. Bob Uecker on the call. Look, I normally say ring the bell on home runs, but that base running epic effort by Garrett Mitchell is worth ringing the bell tonight. And don't forget, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to put money in the Red Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. Brewers up 4-1 to one, thanks to that epic sprint around the bases by Garrett Mitchell. And then Brandon Woodruff took over from there. He was rolling short innings in the 6th and 7th innings. A clutch double play in the 7th. Then decision time. Do you send them back out there for the 8th? His pitch count was only at 91 through 7 innings. 
They decided to send him back out, but a leadoff walk to Aaron Judge. He struck out Giancarlo Stanton for the fourth time, and then Glaber Torres was at the plate trying to be the t the uh, keep the line going for the Yankees. Bouncer hit to short. Couldn't be two again. The second one relayed. Double play. And the eighth inning for New York is over. Six to four to three. Brandon Woodruff gets the double play ball from Torres. And just for good measure, just to make sure this one is over, Devin Williams, the airbender, had the ninth inning. A ground out, a strikeout, and the last man standing as Waldo Cabrera. Here he comes again. Hey, struck him out. And this one is over. Devin Williams with a changeup. Strikes out Cabrera. And the Brewers have taken the first two in this series against the Yankees. What a win for the crew. 4-1. to one. They've taken the series and go for the sweep tomorrow. Woodruff the win, his 11th of the year. Tyone the loss. He's 13-5. Save number 13 for Williams. We'll wrap up Brewers Extra Innings after this on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Final minute with you here on the show. Brewers win 4-1. to one. Now they go for the sweep tomorrow. Garrett Cole gets the ball against Jason Alexander. You couldn't find two more opposite starters in this one. Our coverage begins with Brewers warm-up at noon with yours truly. And then we lead you to the on-deck show at 1235. And then first pitch is scheduled for 1-10. Quick programming note for tomorrow as well. No Brewers extra innings. It'll be Packers green and gold game day coming up after the game tomorrow. Greg Matzik will get you ready for the Packers Sunday night football game after the Brewers Go final tomorrow. One last uh, question I wanted to get in here from the text line. Dan asking, thoughts on how the Yankees have been playing the crew on defense? Seems like they don't shift like NL teams. You're absolutely right, Dan. In fact, the Yankees have the fifth lowest shift rate in all of baseball. And he saw a few hits sneak through for the Brewers that maybe normally wouldn't have uh, against other opponents. And they've taken advantage of putting the ball in play against the New York Yankees. Again, our coverage begins at noon tomorrow. Brewers warm-up. Hope you can join us as the Brewers try to get greedy and go for a sweep against the New York Yankees before the Mets come to town Monday through Wednesday. Man, what a night. Thank you to everybody who participated, who tweeted, who texted, who listened in. It was a fun show tonight, to say the least. For Justin Pottinger, back in our studios running the ones and twos, I'm Dominic Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.